James O'Brien. Three minutes after 12 and you are listening to LBC 97.3. You may also be watching it for the very first time in history. I always want to add it's going to start raining men at the end of that sentence, but it isn't. It's going to start raining mysteries. Uh, and we're live on the website. If you want to come and watch, lbc.co.uk is the place to go. As if, if you've already done that, you're probably wondering where that hyper-expensive new set I was talking about earlier is. Well, you will only see the full ramifications of our epic investment in Mystery Hour when somebody gets a question right and I have to employ the famous Mystery Hour round of applause. If you are relatively new to this radio station and you you haven't got the first idea what I'm talking about, allow me to explain for a moment. This is a weekly opportunity to solve mysteries. I'm I mean, not going to find your missing pet or anything like that, but we are going to answer a question that, that, that fits loosely into the category of intellectual inquiry. It can be as daft or as serious as you please. We have contributions from uh, uh, people whose lifetime cleaning windows has qualified them to provide us with an answer, and we have answers quite regularly from, uh, well, most obviously, the Professor of the Public understanding of science at the University of Brighton is by far the most successful mystery hour applause holder but my friend Wayne is probably in second place and uh, he's an energy assessor from Basildon so there's absolutely no bar to getting involved based upon background and equally with the questions there's no bar to getting involved at all if it's dull we'll decide so ring 0845 6060973 ask your question if it's something that we've dealt with relatively recently we probably won't put you on. And if it's something that we very, very subjectively decide is a bit boring, we won't put you on either. And don't, don't, don't give the, um, the, 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 the women answering the phone a hard time because they're much more polite than I am. So they really have, they have to be pushed so hard before they say that's just boring. I wish they'd do it a lot sooner because it's such a busy switchboard. We want to be turning the calls over quicker. But if you're getting a slight sense of reluctance from whoever picks up the phone, it's because your question's boring. Don't spend five minutes labouring it until they finally pluck up the wherewithal to say so. Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number you need. If you're uh, if you're watching as well as listening, then this little wave is just for you. Chris is in Wembley. Chris, what's your question? Good afternoon, James, mate. I've got a good question for you. Uh, well, hang, hang on, hang one. on, hang on. You, you know you're uh, you, you're on telly as well now, don't you? You know everyone can see you at lbc.co.uk. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. I'm waving as well, even though I'm on the other side of the radio, but good times. <laughs> um, right, my question, James. Do you, um, contrails, the little trail that the planes leave behind? Oh, yeah. I saw a program once upon a time that said that they actually affect the Earth's atmosphere. And I would like to know if, number one, you could crack that one. How? I mean, you mean in terms of pollution, or...? Well, in the sense of creating more rain, because it's, uh mixed up with the oxygen and the H2O it becomes and then rains. Okay. <laughs> Apparently so, the amount of planes that go round... But why didn't you believe the programme that you saw it on? Oh, it was a conspiracy programme, as in to say the government was putting extra stuff in the engines to make the contrails and, oh, I wouldn't go into that part of it. I just wondered... Well, you, so you watch that sort of stuff and you don't believe me when I tell you that we've I, got a camera I, on I, you in Wembley. nothing else on. We're James, watching you in <laughs> Wembley. We can see you. <laughs> Well, like I said, I am waving. If you don't believe me, then... Uh, <laughs> I, do, I, I, I do believe you. I'm also very grateful to you for getting dressed this morning. It's seven minutes after 12. Do, contrail, do, do, do the vapour trails behind aircraft affect the environment? Hmm. Maureen's in Pinner. Maureen, question or answer? Uh, question, James. Another scientific question, please. Oh, yes. I'd like to know what causes earworms, and can anyone give me a tip for how to get rid of them? 
You, you mean when you've got a song stuck in your head? Yeah. At the well, moment, what have, what have you got at the moment? Well, the lottery. I'm old enough to remember the first time around with Gilbert O'Sullivan. Right. And now, since they've started advertising for the new lottery, I can't get this awful tune out what of What tune head. is it? Which tune is it? Da 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 Singing ooh, I could do what today. That's that tune. We're, 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 we're playing that advert quite a lot at the moment. I know. That's why. <laughs> I that, listen to LBC I, I, well, a lot. I, I worked that out, Maureen, by dint of the fact you just rang Thank us. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't, not a lot gets past me like that. Doesn't. To be honest, I have that stuck in my head as well. I, I, oh. So there's probably a musical explanation. The science of music is fascinating. It'd be something about those notes working together to I, I worm it's, their way into your brain. The only way you get rid of it, I it's imagine, another is, one. Is, is either replacing it or, or not hearing it for a while so that it, it fades away. But don't yeah. do that because then you wouldn't be able to listen to me. That's true. We'll work it out for you. Thank you very much indeed. Can you just wave quickly for the camera? I just wave and yeah. I just tie my dressing gown up. Whoa. No. I just got out of the bar. Oh, crikey. <sighs> You've no idea the trouble we have to go to to keep Jones the Engineer under control. And it's precisely comments like that, Maureen, that, that get him back out of his box again. So, yes, thank you for doing your dressing gown up after getting out of the bath. Diago is in Wimbledon. Diago, question or answer? Yeah, Diego. Hi, James. Diego. Of course it's Diego. Why? I mean... T- We've got cameras here now, so everyone can see the spelling of my colleagues. This is going to be particularly Diago. Diego. Question or answer, Diego? Uh, Question. Um, Basically, I wanted to know where you can mass-produce honey. Um, Reason why, because, I mean, you can mass-produce jams and pretty much all the food out there, but honey has to be, the honeybees has to be where there is nature, trees, flowers and whatnot. So how can they mass-produce it? Like, they have to, yeah, basically, that's my question. Well... You, you mean, ah, do you mean is there a limit on how many hives you could keep in one place? Well, I mean, like, when I, I went to Sainsbury yesterday and, and I bought a, a jug of honey, which was quite cheap, and it made me think, well, is it cheap because they must produce it? And if they must produce it, where would it be? Because they still have to be in nature, in, in the middle of nature, and they can't really have a million honeybees, about, um, you know, like boxes containing bees. So it kind I, of made me question you, that. I, well, you know, I mean... Jones just asked if you know how they how, how honey is made, but you've mentioned bees yeah, quite yeah. a few times. You do know how honey is made. Like two two boxes full of bees, and he makes just enough for the family. But um, I mean, well, I, I, don't, I, I, no, I, I know what you mean, sort of. That I mean, honey is mass produced in the sense that you can buy it in a supermarket. It's got to be produced on a fairly epic scale. Yeah, and I'm sort of wondering, will they be in the middle of, of the countryside with, you know, like... Yeah, but they're not going to be in a factory. or, or a, I mean, they're going to be outdoors, but there might be hundreds of hives. There's a, there's a film with Peter Fonda in it, and he, he has loads of hives in a field. Well, I'd, and, and if you go overseas, honey is brought by smaller farmers to, to a central base, a bit like dairy farming. You could have 20 cows and give all your milk to a central depot which then gets i don't quite get the question it's my fault i'm just being a bit slow it's not your fault diego no it might be my question as well but i mean still the, 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 you can buy honey for 149 and yeah. then you you know it's just like how can it make it so cheap because i don't know maybe it's not a good question no i know no 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 <laughs> no, don't ever do that, all right? If, can if you see you get... my face? It's disappointed. I can see you. Everyone in London can see your face. That's what happens when we, when we go live on, the, on lbc.co.uk. So can you mass... Pro- I'm going to try and work that question up a bit for you. 
Thank you very much. No, thank you very much. And we'll begin with... So, what? the biggest production of honey would be the answer, wouldn't it? I think. So, if there's, like, one company on one site that has a billion hives, for example, that's a, obviously an exaggeration. 08456060973 is the number to call. Uh, earworms. Have we got any musical experts who can explain why some tunes really get stuck in our consciousness and is there anything you can do to get rid of them? What's the largest scale on which you can produce honey? There you go. That's that's it. That's the question. What's the largest scale on which you can produce honey? You can farm honey. Uh, and do the trails behind aeroplanes have any effect on the environment? Alan's in Canary Wharf. Question or answer, Alan? It's a question, James. Yes, mate. Right. Bus stops. Bus you stops. have a request bus stop yep. and a non-request. I can understand a request bus stop when you have many routes using it, or even more than one. But why a request stop when only one number bus stops there? Just can't understand it. If you're standing at that bus stop, it's obvious you want the bus. Ah, so... You- Right, so if you're standing at a bus stop and only one bus goes there, why do you have to hail the bus? Because you, yeah. yeah. I just can't understand that one. How long have you been puzzling over this, Alan? Uh, A couple of months. I've only just started using buses, to the truth. No, fair (laughs) enough. I've just noticed it. And I've just, no, a couple of months ago I noticed it. And I thought, that's strange. I'm waiting at a bus stop. Probably the driver must know I want the bus. Do you not think, because right. so many bus stops, I mean, you're going to be on quite a rare bus stop if only one bus stops there. So it's just... Ha- it's no, a- not really, James, not oh. really. It's a busy route, it's a busy route. Has he ever but driven like, past I mean, when you haven't? Have you ever forgotten to hail him and he's driven past? No, I haven't, I must admit. I've well, how do you know, been. then, that he wouldn't stop? Because it's... Well, because it's a request stop on the stop. Yeah, but what so would happen... Yeah, but what you don't know that. If you don't request it... What would happen? You don't know what would happen. So you're asking a question that's in a theoretical universe neither of us have ever visited. No, no, James, that, I, that has happened to me many, many years ago, well, but not a bit. Yeah, but you can't remember if it was a request stop or not. So you need to ring next week. No. You need to go out this afternoon. <laughs> I'm not joking. I don't know why you're laughing. You need to go out this afternoon. You need to stand at the request stop where only one bus is allowed to stop and not request it. And then if it goes past, we've got a question. But as, as things stand, Alan, I don't think we've got a question. James, if I miss the bus, will you come and pick me up? No, but you have to miss the bus <laughs> in order to qualify for Mystery Hour. James, I will do that today. I will do that today and phone you next week. Yeah, let, keep in touch. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Ryan's, in, Ryan's in Wembley. Ryan, question or answer? Answer to the bus stop question. No way, go on. Um, basically... A bus stop is where buses have to stop. Yeah. You have a request stop where, unless there's somebody at the bus stop to signal for a bus, a bus can go um, drive on past it. And we know what a request stop is, Ryan. I mean, I missed you. Oh, no, is that no, what you've rung in with? A, a bus stop is, the buses have to stop there. Yeah. That's it, full stop there, regardless of, well, it doesn't matter how many buses there are that go to the bus stop, or if there's somebody at the bus stop, they're meant to stop there regardless. Yeah, but they... <laughs> But but they won't stop there if there's no one waiting and no one on the bus has rung the bell. Ryan, I, I mate, I'm ra- no, 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 Ryan, you've rung in to explain to me what bus stop means. 
I'm telling you and your answer is, it's a place where buses stop. No, 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 Ryan, jog on, mate. I mean, go, Alan, Honestly, let, let, no, Ryan, leave it. Seriously, Alan, look what you've done now. You've got people ringing in to tell us what bus stop means. Oh, he's gone. He's at the bus stop now. He's waiting. We should get Oh, crikey, keep an eye. Can we send another film crew to be with Alan? And you still... I, I can't show you this big budget expenditure that justifies the whole televisual experience that you're currently enjoying. I can't show you where we've spent all the budget until someone gets an answer right. That's why we forced Ryan on early to tell us that a bus stop, James, is a place where buses stop. It's 12.16. LBC 97.7.3 21 minutes after 12, this is LBC 97.3. This is Mystery Hour, live streaming on the LBC website for the first time ever lbc.co.uk if you want to join the well i'm not exaggerating thousands of people have uh, have tuned in let me just address a couple of your questions my jumper's not on inside out it, it just it's the way the label sits at the back and a lot of people asking for more of jones the engineer to which i would very very cautiously respond by reminding you of that old adage be careful what you wish for it might come true 21 minutes after 12, questions that still need answers. What's the, what's the sort of auditory science of earworms? Why do certain little motifs, tuneful motifs, get stuck in our heads in a way that others just don't? Um, and the, the, the mass production of honey, what, what are the limits on how much honey you can produce? Where is the most honey produced? I like those questions, and I like the, the, the slightly more conspiracy theory-flavoured one about whether or not the trails, the vapour trails behind planes, have any... Uh, <laughs> Any impact whatsoever on the environment. Uh, it's 22 minutes after 12. Chloe is in Borehamwood. Chloe, question or answer? Question. Hello, Chloe. What's your question? Why do cows lie down when it's raining? How old are you, Chloe? I'm 10. Are you on half term? Yes. Good. I, I, I'm going to tell you what I've always thought the answer is, and then you can decide whether or not it is a good enough answer. Okay. I was always told it was to keep a bit of grass dry for when it stopped raining, they could stand on it. I didn't know that. Do, do, you, do you think that sounds good or not? Yeah. Really? You're just being polite. No. No, exactly. You were just being polite, weren't you, Chloe? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a rubbish answer. You, sh you can feel free to say so. It's only me. So, James, that is a rubbish answer. James, that is a rubbish answer. <sighs> Unbelievable. We'll have to get Chloe a better answer than that. And we need to get some answers on the board because I want to show you the amazing, high-tech, super expensive, budget-busting uh, equipment that we've bought in to mark the debut on the on the webcam of Mystery Hour. Jill's in Beckenham. Jill, question or answer? An answer. Oh, marvellous. You could be making history here, Jill. Are you, are you comfortable? Have you got your best frock on? <laughs> uh, it's an answer about the honey. Yes. Um, you can't mass-produce honey because only bees can make it. And they make it and store it up in their uh, hives as their food for the winter. And when beekeepers take the honey away, it means the bees have got no food for the winter. So what the beekeepers have to do is mix up uh, a syrup of sugar and water and feed it to the bees over winter so that they don't starve. I didn't know that, but why, why would there be a limit on how much you could do? There isn't a limit as long as you've got enough hives and enough flowers with nectar in them to... Uh, but there is a limit on the months of the year on which you could be producing. So you could produce on a grand scale, but you'd have to shut down over winter, is that right? Yes, yes, okay. because there's no, there, there's no flowers in the winter for the bees to uh, get the nectar to make the honey. That sounds pretty definitive to me. What are your qualifications, Jill? My sister's a beekeeper. 
I think I think you've done it. So yeah, I mean, you're not watching, are you, on the on the webcam at the moment? No. So you're not actually going to see the astonishing firework display that is about to be instituted because you are the first person since we started broadcasting <laughs> the pictures of Mystery Hour. You're the first person to get a Mystery Hour round of applause. You'll still be able to hear it, Jill, so I don't want you to feel entirely left out, but I, I'm, you're really... You're, it, you talk about being left out of the party for what's coming up now. I'll watch the next one. OK. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tony's at Heathrow. Tony, question or answer? Morning, James. Hello, Tony. Um, I'll have an answer, please. Oh, go on then. <laughs> Hang on, I just need to reset the fireworks. Carry on. No problem, go ahead. Yeah, all right, it's all um, under control. Lovely. An answer for the com trails. Yes. As in condensation trails. Yes, exactly. Condensation as in water. They're created quite in, in, a, in a couple of, well, a few different ways. You can, you can have... The heat coming out of the um, the engines, which can cause a, a, a vapor. You've got uh, the wing vortices, which would push as they push the air uh, along, would create a vapor trail, which you can see actually. I mean, you, you can see it Heathrow. So it's not going to affect anything. No, it doesn't affect anything. It's literally water. It, depending on different temperatures at different heights, you can have um, water come off at any point uh, on, on the whole of the wing surface. Well, that's what I would have thought. I mean, he did mention yeah, that, that he mentioned that he'd seen it on some conspiracy theory program. I don't know what, yeah, what I mean, to make there, of that. There's been, there's been conspiracy theories for years saying that, 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 they, that the government used these aircraft, even even uh, Air Force um, aircraft, to, to, to get rid of chemicals and really? try and change the weather and, and all of this rubbish. Blimey, I need to get out more. Hang on, though. Hang on. We've got a slight stewards inquiry. Stay there, Tony. Don't go away. Ken's in Putney. Ken, what have you got? Viewpoint, if you remember back to when we had the eruptions going on in Iceland. Yes. Now, I'm ex-avionics and ex-engineering from BA. Okay. Now, if you remember, we had a pretty good period of time, weather-wise, that particular area of time. Now, the first day those aircraft started flying again, we started off that morning with a crystal clear blue sky. By mid-morning, the sky was covered in little trails that had been crossed over by all these aircraft flying over that had started the regular flights across the Atlantic and backwards and forwards across Britain and that. Yes. By midday, middle of the day, completely overcast. But you could clearly see nah. these were building up. Go oh, back. So you think, you think there were so many trails in the sky that it made sort of cloud cover? Count up every single flight that goes past. Just sit no, down I'm and just I'm down. Ken, no way, Ken. No way. It happened. Tony? And look, James, that, 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 that can happen. I mean, oh. depending, on the, depending on the temperature, up in, uh, at different levels, you can, a vapor trail can last for a second and then disappear. It can last... All right, um, no, Tony, back in your there, box. You, back in your box, back time. in your box. Ken? Yep. I'm sorry, mate, you were right. It happens occasionally. You, you've allowed me one set of applause in the past before. No, so. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I, I, not only was I a little bit dismissive of you, I was also totally wrong. Well, it, it does happen, James. I mean, as brilliant as you are, I mean, yeah. you have been a font of knowledge for all of us and allowing us to put this information out there, but unfortunately... On this occasion, I, I jumped the gun. So you're going to have to share it with Tony, is that all right? You're both sharing well, this one. Happy to do that, but, yeah, I'm afraid, conspiracy theory or not, Stand by, fellas. Hang on. I'm just going to light the blue touch paper again and, 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 and wind up the Catherine wheels. You ready for this? Yep. You sure? Possibly. Grab your hand. Thank Fer you, Scott. Ferrari gets the Deputy Prime Minister. 
I get, I get a blooming sign on a stick. Uh, Brian's in Worcester Park. Brian, question or answer? Hello, James. It's a question. Marvellous. Yeah. Uh, Richmond Park. Yes. There's lots of deer running around, and there are. you drive out of the gate, there's no grids to stop the deer from running out. Are you sure? And I want to know why they don't run out. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% certain. Well, Kingston Gate, certainly, there, there is no gate. No, you're right. No I, the last call we got about Richmond Park was about culling the deers, and, and the person who rang in with the answer was the gentleman who culls the deers. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the motto of the programme is, if you build it, they will come. So I'm fairly confident if anybody does know the answer to this question, we will get it for you. Yeah, OK, that'll be great. Are you watching yeah. on the on the webcam, Brian? No, I'm not. No. I'm actually sitting in my van. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's fa- oh, I knew that, actually, because I, I can see you as well. It's coming up to half past 12. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC 97.3. We need to find out why cows lie down before it rains or when it rains for Chloe, who's 10. Uh, we have done the mass production of honey. What's the explanation? You need someone like Gareth Malone, earworms. What's the musical formula that causes some little tuneful motifs to get really stuck in your head while others just don't? Um, we've done that one, the contrails, and why don't the deer ever leave the park in Richmond, given that there aren't any, apparently, any cattle grids or, 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 or electric fences or ways of corralling them? It's coming up to half past twelve. You're listening to Mystery Hour on LBC 97.3. I'm James O'Brien. Eleanor Noakes is here with the headlines. Four of London's NHS trusts have been identified. With James O'Brien. 33 minutes after 12, you're listening to LBC 97.3 and you are possibly also watching it at lbc.co.uk as we uh, continue to, uh, what do they call it, simulcast or something like that, live on the website. And uh, in response to all of the people who've commented upon my bald patch, which I've always been very honest and open about the fact that I am thinning a little on top, I'm going to read out this email from Lynn. Dear James, you've got better looking. I've seen you a few times in real life and you were looking a bit rough. You've grown into your voice. Do you know when I read that actually in my own head, it felt like a compliment. But now I've read, now I've shared it with you. I'm, what do you mean I looked a bit rough? What do you mean I've grown into my voice? Aids in Peckham. Aid, question or answer? Aid, uh, a question. Carry on. Yeah, um, I was wondering, is there a law that can stop you from naming your child whatever it is that you want to name your child? What have you got in mind? Uh, no, not me. It's just that I've come across some names and. I just feel sorry for the children, and I'm just wondering, is there a law that can stop parents from naming the so child? So what, 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 what sort of names do you think probably should have been prohibited by law? Um, I don't know, I'm just wondering how, like, because I live in Peckham, so there's some kind of funky names, like Shinequai and Jinequai, you know, like, names with, like, consonants, lots of consonants and syllables. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's no law against those names. In Peckham? No, but... There was a case in Scandinavia. Someone wanted to name their child, child with numbers for some reason. I, that eludes me. There are some countries where there are laws on what you can and can't call your child. To the best of my knowledge, Aid, yeah. there aren't any laws in this country on what you can and can't call your child. As I think your experiences prove. Yeah, that's right. Just for the record, I really like the names that you mentioned, all of them. I think they're really nice names, and I I think you're a terrible snob. But, um, but I do, (laughs) but I do understand your, uh, I do, I mean, there are some names that I don't like, but I'd never share them on the radio, aid like you just did. Yeah, you know, and I've I've come across it in my, my, you know, in my line of work as well, and 
I just feel like some of them will be teased in the playground. Yes, but well, you can I know they right. can change you when they get older. They can. Well, I mean, you know, David Bowie called his son Zoe. Zoe. Zoe Bowie. That's, well, that's all right, Zoe. But do you know what he changed it to? Do you know what he's called now? Or oh, some people pronounce it Zowie Bowie, which maybe sounds a bit weirder. But he's changed it to Duncan. Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. What a female. What? Sorry, the, the daughter's a... No, Zo- daughter. no Zo- oh, Zoe, no, it was a boy. Oh, still boy. is, still is. He's called oh, Duncan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you can change it. If your parents lumber you with an embarrassing name, then you can obviously subsequently change it. But I think I'm going to give myself a round of applause because I, I'm, I'm 99.9% confident that there are no laws in this country governing this matter. And my qualifications are that I remember a story in Germany or Scandinavia where there is a law, or possibly France, somewhere foreign. Okay, okay. Okay. Right, no worries. Oh, wow. Yeah? This is excellent. I'm giving myself a round of applause now, Aid, with the new, really expensive, budget-busting technology. <laughs> I know you're dying for it. Oh, I can't wait, mate. Seriously. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Ready? All right. All right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yay! Stan's in Islington. Stan, question or answer? Answer, young man. Bring it on, Stan. It's, uh, it's uh, the cows. It's, uh, they... 50% stand up, 50% sit down. It's it's an urban myth. It's one of the urban myths of um, old wives' tales. So there's no, our... there's no relationship between what they're doing and the rain at all? Not not to this study. Not they, <laughs> For some strange reason, they spent money on a study finding out what it was. And it was uh, 50% stood up when it rained, 50% laid down. It's just what it was in the mood. It was in a program I saw on one of the TV channels, I can't remember, and it was um, about um, urban myths. Oh, really? And, and that is one of them? Yeah. They don't do it to keep their yeah. others dry? <laughs> I wouldn't think, think so, no. Oh, hang on. I don't know if you've ever had any soggy udders, Stan. It's a very uncomfortable experience. <laughs> no, my wife has. Sorry, Stanley! Come on! And your qualifications are that you saw it on the telly? That's, that's as good as it gets with me. And I think Chloe will probably be better... I mean, it's a disappointing answer for a 10-year-old girl that there is no answer to her question, but I'm getting... An email would appear to suggest, by sheer quantity, if not quality of answers, Stan, that, um, that you are right. So I'm going to... I'm just going to... Are you ready for this, Stan? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm laying back. Right there you go. For there it. it is. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Soggy others and all. It's 12.38. Paul's in pearly. Paul, question or answer? Answer, James. Carry on, Paul. Uh, I was the person that answered the last Richmond Park question because I had the joy of working there for seven years. Did you shoot the deer, or was that? Uh, that was uh, that was no. I uh, I talked to the to the game. That was it. No, that was it. I got my wires crossed. Go on. So, right. Um, so there aren't cattle grids at all the gates. There are the minor gates of cattle grids. The main traffic gates don't have them because you've got cars coming in. Of course. So that stops the deer coming in. Well, they're not coming in all the time, but the deer is a nervous animal, so it's not going to go and, and wait for the car to come past and then dash right. in They're also pack it. animals, and they have a tendency to follow one another. So if you got one out, you're likely, if the leader was going out, that there would be more than one that would go out there. And I think in the legacy of deer, anyone that's made it out probably never returned to tell them. So I probably think that um, their domain is inside the wall, so... I don't think one's ever made it out and returned to tell them that. But uh, in in your years working there, did you ever hear tell of a deer getting out? Because there's a no. wallaby, there's a wallaby in Highgate, you know, at the moment. No, I did say so, so seven years of two gamekeepers, and uh, I asked them the same question, 
and uh, they do, they have a tendency to be uh, quite satisfied with. Uh, so it's birds of a birds of a feather flock together. The herd instinct is part of the answer, and the the, the the gates that don't have cattle grids will generally be very busy, and the deer is a very shy creature. So those two situations conspire to ensure that the deers never make a break for it. That's the one. Well, this round of applause, it's going to cost us a fortune if people get, keep getting these. You realise, Paul, it's about £12,000 every time we, we ignite these pyrotechnics. Are you ready for this? I'm smiling, I'm waiting. Here it comes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Stacey's on the M4. Stacey, question or answer? Hi, it's a question. Um, I'm not on the M4 anymore. Oh, sorry, I can't talk to you then. Ah, Seriously, no, really it's 12, no, well, 12.40 is M4 caller time. Yeah. Didn't anyone tell I you that? Got enough. No, they didn't. They didn't mention it at all. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I'm, you I'm tell Stacey that he, if he, couldn't, he could only come on if he was on the M4. What are you doing in there, Jones? What are these I'm people? Miles away. Where are you now? Um, I'm down by, uh, oh, God, where am I? Strand. Oh, mate, I can't, no, I can't talk to you till Tuesday. Shoot. All right. Okay. We've got to do, I, I know. I'd, 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 Stacey. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come to you again in a minute. Pretend you're still on the M4. Um. Yeah? Oh, I must have got my wires crossed. Ah, oh, I'm on the M4 service station. Que- Great. Question um, or answer, Stacey? I've got a question. Carry yeah, on, got... carry on. Thanks. Okay, um, not that I'm planning this. No. But if you were, yeah. to, if somebody were to plot to kill the Queen, would they expect capital punishment? You're asking this because you can still, I think, get... The death penalty for treason, can't you? Yeah. So would killing the Queen count as treason, is the question. Yeah. And if you did get a capital punishment, what would it be? Would they hang you, execute you, like electric chair or behead you? What would it be? I, can I just politely inquire after your interest in this issue? I, I was talking about it once with my wife. and um, it's romantic. She mentioned it and... Uh, I'll, no, I like, okay. Really? Okay. I, mean, I didn't know that. Kill the Queen... I mean, it would be high treason. I suppose it would depend whether you did it as a political act, actually, or whether it was a sort of random act of... Con- oh, this is quite an uncomfortable conversation, Stacey, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so, I, I just... Yeah, I've I got no re- particular reason why... There's the two strands to the question. Well, I just need to separate them. Do you want to know how anybody convicted of treason and sent to death would die, or do you specifically want to know whether killing the Queen would automatically be an act of high treason? Kind of both, but no, then there's a third as well. I'll throw another one in. No, you can't. You can only, no, you can only have one of those. Because killing a swan would be treason as well, wouldn't it? No. In theory, it wouldn't. if it was true... It's, no, it wouldn't. wouldn't it? It's not treason. It's, oh. I mean, it's an offence against the Queen, but it's not treason. In the, in the, in oh. the, you're not trying to undermine the state. Oh, treason is treachery. <laughs> treason is like spying and giving all the details to Russia. Here's, here's something that just popped into my mind. Would you go to prison? It wouldn't be under Her Majesty's pleasure because she wasn't around then. You know, what well, no, but be? they'd be under His Majesty's pleasure because there'd still be someone on the on the throne. Yeah, Stacey, I, I, I think we're st- I th- no, Stere- uh, Stacey, we're, we're <laughs> moving further and further away from the very small chance of achieving clarity that we had at the outset. All right, the simple question: If you kill her, do you go? Do you, you know? Do you yeah. expect capital punishment? Yeah. That's all. all right, you're on. Aaron's in Chislehurst. Question or answer? All right, yeah, it's question. Yeah. Um, if. So a set of twin females married a set of twin males. Yeah. Would the set of offspring, if, say, if the two married couples had a child each, would they genetically be siblings? In what sense, siblings? Uh, well, because 
it, they all go have the same genetic makeup, aren't they? So, so two sets of identical twins marry each other. And both couples have a baby. Are the babies genetically but, the same as siblings? Yeah, genetically, oh. they wouldn't be the siblings, but would they genetically be the same as well, siblings? They'd be, they'd be cousins. But would they be genetically the same as sisters or brothers or brothers yeah. and sisters? Why do you want to know that? I don't know. It just popped in my head one day. I've got uh, twin brothers and it just... Have wonders. you? Yes, I've... Well, you're uh, halfway there. It. All you need to do is <laughs> find a couple of game girls who are also twins and... and you... Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron. I'll see what I can do. So the... the g- 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 yeah, I don't... That'd be genetic difference it probably would be the same wouldn't it? i don't know I don't, why am i even pretending that i can answer this question anish is in queensbury anish question or answer question go on um uh, do stars revolve around uh, other stars do stars revolve around other stars yes how old are you anish nine nine years old and why do you want to know you're just in- interested yes. Because uh, planets revolve around uh, the sun. They do. Uh, I want to know if uh, uh, stars revolve around other stars. So that's a lovely question. I'll try and get you an answer by one o'clock, Anish, OK? OK. But if I don't manage, if no one ha- we'll still be friends, won't we? Yes. Good. 12.45. Joanne Webb is in the LBC 97.3 Travel Centre. Thanks, James. Long delays on the M25 clockwise. <laughs> Twelve forty nine. It's LBC ninety seven point three. I don't think I've ever had as many texts, tweets, and emails as I've had in the last forty nine minutes. Um, almost all as a result of our possibly unwise decision to go multimedia with Mystery Hour this week. You, you don't just listen uh, to the radio program, and of course, if you're podcasting, this is all completely over your head. The live uh, streaming, the, the the video feed that we're doing at the moment is obviously pointless for the podcast. I've only just realised that. There's nothing we can do about that, is there? Can't, anyway, who cares? We're doing mystery. We're going to need to get some more questions answered. Simon is an actor. Question or answer, Simon? Answer, please. Carry on. Yeah, it's about the um, high treason. Yeah. It used to be, um, once we got rid of the capital uh, offence of uh, murder, that we used to have arson in naval dockyard, uh, piracy with violence, and high treason were still capital offences. Yes. But since we joined the EU, part of the, the EU remit that you, you have to fill, fulfill is that you have to get rid of all capital punishment. So since joining the EU, we, we've not had any offence that ha- carries uh, capital punishment. How fascinating. How do you know that? What are your sort of, what's your field of interest? Um, I, 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 can't, I can't say exactly where I heard it, but it's, it's sort of... Um, oh, well, ah, well then I'm a little nervous, to... because... I mean, I hear a lot of people telling me that things are down to the EU, and they normally turn out to be nonsense. Yeah, I'm I mean, not accusing it, 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 you of that. I'm not suggesting that you're you're, you're part of that fringe, but but it, it generally doesn't stand up to much scrutiny. I'm trying to think of European countries that have still got the death penalty. There aren't any other. No, no, and that's, that's, I, th- I think that's one of the problems with Turkey as well. The choice wanting to join that they they still have it at the moment. I I uh, they're having certain one of the reasons why they're having problems at the moment i want to give you a round of applause but i i I mean i can't can i because we can't go definitive if i because i have to say what are your qualifications and you haven't really got any Uh, i can't remember where you heard it even um no no i I, I can try for another one then another answer no 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 you can't it doesn't (laughs) doesn't work like that i I just wish we could find some way of establishing whether or not you i'll tell you what i'll do you a favor i'll have a quick look at the screen and see if anyone else has 
texted in confirmation or refutation of this issue. Doesn't look like it. Oh, man. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Let me ask Jones. Jones, what do you think? I mean, it sounds plausible, but you know how Nazi you related issues often get on the program. Simon doesn't sound like one of that lot, but equally, you know. Uh, you can give me a retrospective round of applause when you when you confirm it then. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll no, no, that's fine, actually, Simon. <laughs> I, uh, no, because if you are right, then you deserve to have your rectitude recognised. But I can't do it at this juncture. I'm really sorry about that. I don't know. I don't, no, I can't, I can't. I can't. I just I can't give him a round of applause until we know for sure that he's right. That would just fly, a, fly in the face of all reason. Paul's in Upminster. Paul, question or answer? Uh, question. Yes. Uh, okay, then. Um... In hot countries like Africa, yes. uh, we have black. We develop black skin to protect us against the sun and reflect the heat and whatnot. Uh, so we migrated thousands of years ago to colder climes, and we developed white skin because we didn't need to have that much protection. Yeah. So the question is, why do we have to wear white clothes when it's hot? We don't. Well, no, we don't have to. No, but I mean, but have you ever seen any Bedouin or, 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 or desert dwellers? I've seen some pictures, yes. They're, they're yeah. often, often to be found in black clothes. Just as likely to be. I, there's no, I mean, I know what you mean. We associate white with, with, with reflecting yeah. heat. But actually, there's a... You know what? How much time have you got, Paul? Uh, a few minutes. I yeah. got that long. No, it's all right. I'm, 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 I'm off at one. It's only 12.53. There's an experiment you can do. You know the awnings on shops? Yep. When you get that sort of canopy coming down. Okay, yeah, I know. A, we did this at school, but that is going back a while. And it's black and white. So imagine a black and white awning. Yep, good one. And you only get icicles on the white bit. Do you? Yeah. Or the, it might be the other way around. It might only be on the black bit. And I think, <laughs> I think that black, oddly, and somewhat almost seems like a contradiction, the colour black yep. both absorbs and reflects more heat than the colour white. Really? I think okay. so. So it's got something to do with the difference between direct sunlight and yeah, yeah. and a sort of just hotness, heat around you. Okay, all right. Okay. So the, the, the question is built on false premises. We don't wear white to protect us from the sun any more than we wear black. Right, you okay. Just, you just, I, I, you just I, I, think I, I, we yeah. do. Yeah, I was just always under the impression that if you put on white clothes, you'd be slightly cooler, but yeah, no. No, I don't, I don't think so. And anyway, I'm going to have. No. A, I'm going to take the round of. Is that all right with you? Can I take the round of applause? Uh, yeah, yeah. Take it by all means. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Hassan's in Slough. Hassan, question or answer? Uh, answer to the nine-year-old nine uh, boy um, uh, regarding whether stars do revolve uh, around each other. Okay. Uh, and the answer is yes. There are stars that do revolve around each other. They're known as binary stars, oh, and okay. in fact. Uh, in fact, our, our closest solar uh, system to, to our solar system is actually the, uh, known as Alpha Centauri, which is four light years away. Yes. And that's a binary star system because there is a smaller star called Proxima Centauri, which does revolve, um, or the, the, those two okay. revolve around each other. Yeah. Um, the, there is another answer, which is uh, also quite interesting, is um, all the stars in our galaxy revolve around the centre of the galaxy. And the centre of the galaxy, uh, and there is consensus among, amongst astronomers, uh, actually has a supermassive black hole, and a black hole is a collapsed star. So in that sense, all of the stars in our galaxy will revolve around that collapsed star, around that supermassive black hole. Um, do you want the good news or the bad news? The bad news first, and then the good news. 
The bad news is, I'm I'm going. Well, I've got Professor Hal on the other line. I know, and I'm sure he'll confirm that I'm actually correct. Well, that might be the uh, good news, but we're going to have to wait and see, aren't we? And also, if, if the nine-year-old wants to, I'll be very quick. Um, yes, uh, impress his teacher. Uh, he Amish. can say that the, the stars to Amish. Um, tell your Not teacher. Not Amish, Anish. Anish, sorry, yeah, sorry, Anish. Um, no, Amish is a whole different proposition. <laughs> It is. We'll go there. Uh, tell your teacher that... They don't even believe stars... in astronomy, do they? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they don't use fax machines either, I've been told. But um, stars technically do not revolve around each other. They revolve around the centre of gravity, OK? Tell him that, and you will impress your teacher. Well done. Thank you. Stay there, Sam. We're going to see if Professor Hal gives you a gold star or not. Professor Hal. Um, more of a neutron star than a gold star, hey, Yes. <laughs> Science joke. Um, it's a... Very technically correct answer, or it's rather disingenuous one. Oh. Yes, indeed, the Milky Way is revolving around a super large black hole, but the, the general thing is that stars don't orbit other stars. Planets orbit stars because they were formed from the dust, same dust which clumped together to form the star. Occasionally, you have a binary system, which is two stars um, doing a, a little dance together. They orbit each other. And... Um, I think I can recommend Ben Miller's book, The Comedian. He wrote a book called Rocket Science, which explains this absolutely beautifully. Uh, we've got about another minute, Hal, of okay. the music. What else can I tell you? I don't know. Oh, well, so yes, all the stars in the Milky Way, technically, somewhere along the line, you can say they revolve around this big black hole, but that's more a, um, an item of I chance. Tell, I tell you what, Anish was not expecting this, was he? Hassan, are you still there? I'm still there, Professor. Am I correct in my answer? Yeah, you are, but you were disingenuous, didn't you? Weren't you listening? Disingenuous, Hassan. Why? What do you mean, why? That's a disingenuous question. Just take your round of applause and be grateful for it. Well Don't go away, Professor Hal. I won't. I sense that I'm enjoying the music we play on your answers more than you are. No, I do, I'm delighted. Because I use that piece of music in my own science shows. Well, it, it is. Really pla- it's, it's, it's planets, isn't it? It's, um, no, it's that. Or uh, that, that spake that Zaratustra. Yes, that's the one. I told th- th- Strauss that, as opposed to Holst. We played the planets last time you were on. That's from 2001 Space. God, that ended a bit abruptly. Am I being boring or something? What, what happened then? Poor old Professor I just dropped off. We've got a minute left. Have we got nothing else to do? This would be really embarrassing if anyone could see. Barry's in Camden. Barry, question or answer? Um, answer to the bus stop question. Oh, yeah, go on, quickly. Um, not all buses on that route will have the same final destination. What's that got to do with so it? Well, basically, you request, if, if you're on the Oxford Road, some stop in Hayes End, some will stop further up the line. Now, yeah, but Alan was go- wondering what would happen if he stands at a bus stop where only one bus route goes and doesn't wave. Would the bus still stop? Um, not unless you request it, because you could be going halfway to... Some of the destinations are different at the end of the route. Some will stop halfway across the turn round, some will go to the full destination. Is this an answer? Very similar to a, to a tube train. Is this an answer? Is anyone paying attention? Yeah, is that a correct answer? Yeah, go on. Hang on, sorry. There we go. And that is it, I think. Uh, we can't squeeze in, Tom. It's just not enough time. I'll have to do it next week. Thank you very much for all your attention, all your kind words. It's amazing how many women find me attractive, judging by the uh, results of this week's webcam. That slightly un- <laughs> unseemly spluttering you can hear in the background means Julia Hartley Brewer must be here. We'll do it again tomorrow from 10. I was laughing at something completely different, Mr. O'Brien. Of course I was. Coming up later in the show, I'm going to ask, are boys being labelled as having special needs simply for being, well, boys? Uh, why is London so grumpy, and particularly Croydon, least happy part of our city? Uh, do you feel guilty about buying cheap clothes from high street shops where they are... Uh, 
been accused of exploiting people on slave wages in Bangladesh. But first up, what makes a good teacher? Do they have to have a teaching qualification? You tell me, 08456060973. On FM.